This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Again, hey everybody, Kate Delaney. Can you imagine 9,500 planes were delayed, 1,300 flights were canceled. This is the worst we've seen when all the planes have been grounded in the United States since 9-11. What in the world is going on? So they don't know. That's the question. The FAA halted all of that domestic travel right before seven o'clock. It happened sort of at seven and then it didn't resume until after 9 a.m. So that's a couple hours. And then you think about flights in and out. How many people scramble to get on those early flights? I can raise my hand and say I'm one of them. If I can get out someplace early, my philosophy is you have a better chance of getting from point A to point B. But if you were leaving on a jet plane early in the morning, you weren't getting anywhere. And then later in the day, there was so much backup. That's why there were so many delays and cancellations on top of it. So you can imagine the big airports like O'Hare, Midway. There were a lot of backups. Uh, the New York airports, where you have people flying in, Americans flying in, by the way, from other countries. I heard stories about people being stuck at Heathrow in England you know, for three hours or more because they couldn't fly out, because they couldn't get to the the U.S. They couldn't get to New York or Los Angeles or whatever airport they were going to. So imagine the nightmare for Southwest as that continues. They canceled those thousands of flights after Christmas following their crazy system-wide meltdown and had all the canceled flights. And so, of course, they also had lots of canceled flights and flights that were delayed. But this time it wasn't just Southwest. Like I said, it was everyone because this was an FAA thing. And the cause of the outage is unclear. Here's what happened. What was affected, and this is a new acronym maybe for some of them. You, you, you might not know it. It's called NOTAM, Notice to Air Missions. It sends alerts basically to pilots to let them know of the conditions that could affect the safety of the flights. They have to have it. It's separate from air traffic control. That's the big system that keeps planes a safe distance from each other. But it's a huge, crucial tool for air safety. You have to have NOTAM. Everyone in the world who's a pilot deals with NOTAM. So because of that computer fail, they couldn't, they had to, they had to stop the flights and they had to get it working and they had to figure out what it was. Pete Buttigieg, who's getting so much attention as a transportation secretary, said he's not ruling out that there could have been some kind of sabotage, but there's no evidence of it yet at this point that it was a, you know, a cyber attack. But you see how vulnerable we are. If, if I'm somebody who wants to get to the United States and really cause a meltdown, 
you know what I'm going for? Anything connected to technology. And what better way to get at people than to, to go for the NOTAM system? But again, they don't have any kind of indication or evidence. They're not going to rule it out completely, but they don't have it at this point. So you had at least a 90-minute nationwide ground stop of flights across the U.S. on Wednesday morning, and there were all kinds of irregularities overnight, I guess, that were going out to pilots, so there was an even bigger issue. What is going on with these antiquated systems? I mean, how much money do we pump in to uh, the FAA? How much money do we pump into pieces of catastrophic systems that in some way filter down to the taxpayer. So it's clear that this catastrophic failure is a sign that we desperately in the United States, our transportation network needs an upgrade, needs a serious, serious upgrade. I mean, you want to get from point A to point B as seamlessly as possible. We already have to deal with the wickedness of Mother Nature. But now you got NOTAM, you got everything. We're learning everything possible behind the scenes. There's no curtain anymore that we can't look behind because this is what we keep finding out. And they got to jump on this seriously fast. Maybe they should get in touch with Southwest specifically and ask them, who are you getting to upgrade your system? <laughs> Maybe there's a discount to be had. Not sure. Meanwhile, it was a wild day on the ground in New York because Republicans in New York are saying, no go Santos. They don't care. He was sworn in. Don't want him. Every day, a new lie is uncovered. He's like the real life Pinocchio. So leaders of the Nassau County Republican Party called for Congressman George Santos, who represents the third congressional district there, to resign from office over all the lies to voters and fabrications about his personal life. Specifically, here's what Chairman Joseph Caro had to say today at a news conference on Long Island. We'll get to him in just a second. He's he's verklempt because he's still dealing with the furiousness of being in that situation where voters were were lied to about everything. I mean, seriously, everything. Every day there's something new that comes out. And see, it is a kind of gotcha moment because now that certainly reporters know that he's made up lies, they're looking for more. So here's what Cairo had to say. George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. He deceived the voters of the 3rd Congressional District. He deceived the members of the Nassau County Republican Committee, elected officials, his colleagues, candidates, his opponents, and even some of the media. His lies were not mere fibs. He disgraced the House of Representatives, and in particular, his fabrications went too far. Many groups were hurt. Specifically, I look at those families that were touched by the horrors of the Holocaust and feel for them. He has no place in the Nassau County Republican Committee, nor should he serve in public service, nor as an elected official. He's not welcome here at Republican headquarters for meetings or at any of our events. As I said, he's disgraced the House of Representatives, and we do not consider him one of our Congress people. Today, on behalf of the Nassau County Republican Committee, 
I am calling for his immediate resignation. You can bet he's not going to resign because moments after that happened, Santos, who is being hunted down by anybody who has a hard pass on on the Hill, you know, news reporters, they're chasing him down all over the place. And he says, I will not resign when he was asked if he would step down. And he refused to answer any other questions as he was jumping into an elevator. But he says, I won't resign. I will not do it. And he was just sworn in. So Kevin McCarthy, the uh, newly minted House speaker, was asked about what is the future for Santos and what about uh, forcing him out? And Kevin McCarthy eventually, when press said, it's up to the voters. It's up to the voters. So he stays and it creates a problem mathematically, which is one they don't want to deal with in just simply removing him and then to have a special election in a territory that is deeply Democratic. So that was a big win when Santos won that seat. What would you do if you won a billion dollars? Do you think you'll find out? Hmm. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. 
Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. Tickets sold across the nation won the jackpot, which was $1.1 billion. So now Friday's drawing is estimated to be about $1.35 billion. That makes it the second largest for that particular game in its history. You know, the largest, I looked this up because I was like, what is the largest ever? I'm so curious. The largest jackpot was $2.4 billion, and it was Powerball, and it was in november last november so isn't it wild that this keeps rolling over and the numbers it was it was crazy what the numbers were 7 13 14 15 18 and then the mega ball was you know nine and i told the story on the air that i only play the lottery if i'm being uh, i mean totally honest obviously which of course i am all the time when i open up this mic but i, I i'm not a person who has numbers written down and i go and play it because i know a lot of people do that hey it's fun they do it whatever i um i only when it's high it's just kind of exciting and then people sometimes throw in with me for fun and i went and did the vending machine thing because that's how you do it in florida it's like vending machines it's, it's not everywhere but it seems like that's the way you get the tickets and then you can't get changed isn't that convenient so you're going to put more money into whatever the lottery's going to give you and i had to get a scratch off i mean that's what i did with it so i got a scratch off and and i was scratching 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 and according to this cockamamie scratch-off thing i was doing which was a crossword thing if you had three letters in the words there was a grid and it would show you okay three letters in that word you get this you get 50 you get 80 you get 100 and i found that i had 11 words so i thought i won a million dollars i am so not kidding and let me tell you i can't imagine what it would be like to win a billion because when i thought i won a million my the palms of my hands it's just they just got like clammy like I can't I can't believe it. it's not possible right and of course when I go to put the tickets when I go to cash in the tickets and check them and go to the convenience store they tell me oh you're a winner you're a winner and I think oh my gosh I can see how people just pass out I won $50 <laughs> so listen 
It was a cheap scratch off, and that's a great return, but I thought I had won a million. And it just really made me think what would you do if you won that kind of a jackpot? It would be astonishing just from the point of view of grounding yourself and realizing the odds of you winning it are astronomical. The fact that you can get struck by lightning easier is insane when you think about the odds. So it would be mind numbing. If you hit that lottery, it really, really would. And it's it's so significant because we just can't help ourselves. I mean, the lottery wins, right? The people who work for the lottery win. And I guess where the money gets earmarked, because it does, it does go to education and other funding in, in various places, depending on what the state is. And, there, and it really does. And you can find that information out. It's really easy because they always talk about it. But... It's still, you know, it's like the house always wins, right? And it's still in my mind the same thing. The house always wins. That's what. That's why Vegas knows. Bring all the people in. Don't have clocks on the wall. Everybody thinks that they're going to win huge jackpots and or that it's possible. So they're going to play. They're going to do it. And that's that's the whole deal with the lottery. But what's really really interesting, and I just saw. A story about this, and I've wondered about it, is when you get the jackpot, right? And then it's that whole first of the shock and everything that I mentioned, but then you got to figure out the taxes. So the winnings are reported to federal and state tax agency, and tax rates are based on taxable income. So then you got to figure out all all of that. You get that one time cash option. But here's the thing. If you won $1.35 billion, I mean, would you be upset if they took a big chunk of it? Because let me tell you, the taxes, the federal taxes would be $324 million if, it, if you won the $1.35 billion, right? If you took the, depending on what you did, if you took payments or if you took a cash option or whatever, all of that would be figured out. I guess if you took the cash option, the the take home would be five hundred meaning all in one one hit, five hundred and thirty eight million. But which is crazy, right? You see the number and you think, wow, the IRS takes a huge chunk up front. They collect the rest when the tax return is filed. They take like twenty four percent of it. But um I, I would just say if I have to worry about that, I'm, if I'm worried, getting that sum of money, then whatever. <laughs> if the tax rates rise or go up, fine, right? So you just you just make sure that it's taken out. Just take it out right away. Better to just get nailed in the beginning, even even if it's on prize money. And that's the thing about all these people that go on these game shows, the Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or wherever. Yeah, they're winning the, a bunch of money, but they have to be really careful with the tax situation because the tax man is always going to get his. That's for sure. Always, always, always. All right. So besides the lottery, and that's some of the big buzz, certainly, that's being talked about. The other thing, and I keep talking about this a lot, and I know a lot of people in California. We have wonderful affiliates in California, people listening to us all over uh, the Golden State, and it's not so golden. I mean, these historic storms are devastating uh, California. Entire neighborhoods are becoming lakes. 
there's this is the other part of this that some of us are familiar with if you've had any floodwaters you get sewage that goes into the floodwater and then there's other aspects of what happens with that so at least 18 people have died Five million people under flood watches as of Wednesday they were with this atmospheric river with this crazy, insane rain that is, by the way, moving east and that is going to bounce back and bite California again. They've had incredible amounts of air rescues. In fact, I think I read from the uh, Office of Emergency Services, that it's the most that they've ever had on any single day in the state's history, right? That it was just the other day on Tuesday. The flood watches in northern and central California, Sacramento, just unbelievable. And just creating havoc, things that people aren't thinking about. You Seriously, you see people in kayaks in Santa Barbara, I used to live in Santa Barbara County, and you see people just going down the street in a kayak because they, because one, they're not getting anywhere from point A to point B because the cars are almost fully underwater. So they've had five atmospheric rivers in California for two weeks. I mean, everything is wet, everything is soggy, everything is saturated. I mean, it's got to be a massive breaking point. For the people in California, it's interesting because when I think of California and I think of what would I be concerned about? And when I lived there, what was I concerned about, especially someone who spent most of my time either in the east or Midwest or south, is what do you think? Earthquakes. I wasn't thinking about, wow, I mean, our trees going to start falling over because we're going to get so much rain but when you're getting five, ten inches in a short amount of time, and then you, you have these creeks that just become massive rivers that, that, that you can't stop. I mean, you can sandbag all you want, which is why there were evacuation orders. There were shelter-in-place orders because it was too late for some people to get out. Smash cars, destroyed houses, all that gushing sewage that I talked about. I mean, it's over their capacity. They this and the seriousness is, of course, is illness because of what you possibly could contract if you have to wade into the those waters and then sinkholes, right? So in Santa Maria, this is specifically a place where I was did my first real talk radio show. They had a sinkhole where everybody had to stay away from it, and 20 homes had to be evacuated. I thought I would never hear or see that. Speaking of that, we're going to the mailbag next. Jeffrey says, sinkhole, soggy. We're sweating it out, Kate. We're talking about that, what Jeffrey has to say, and more coming up. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. 
Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley face off in the final Republican debate before the Iowa caucuses Wednesday night. The debate was hosted by CNN. At the same time, frontrunner Donald Trump held his own town hall event hosted by Fox News not far away in Des Moines. During the televised debate, DeSantis and Haley sparred over a range of topics. Each of the candidates was also asked about what they consider an insurrection to be. At the end of the day, I will always defend and fight the constant for the Constitution. That's what we should do as Americans. I think what happened on January 6th was a terrible day, and I think President Trump will have to answer for it. Haley said it's wrong. Former President Trump cannot concede that he lost the election to President Biden in 2020. This is USA News. Attention. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Bring it, 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 bring it
American diet and talk about the meals with you all day, okay? Jeffrey, he is soaked, as he said, soggy, sick of it all, sinkholes. He said, hey, Kate, I know that you used to live in Santa Barbara and Santa Maria. I've heard you talk about KTSM. I think I used to listen to you there doing sports. And I've lived in California for most of my adult life, and especially on the Central Coast, San Luis Obispo. And boy, you have no idea how awful it has been in San Luis Obispo. Uh, I know that there have been clips nationally and whatnot, but it, it is just something I have never seen in the 20 years that I, I've lived here. I went to school here and stayed, and uh, you wouldn't recognize just some of the neighborhoods that just have gotten smashed by this rain. It's it's incredible. And I know that you see a lot about Santa Cruz, and I know you see a lot about Southern California, but the three-day rainfall totals are off the charts. And, and I think that we are just all worried, scared to death, as we're going to get more whiplash from this when we see what the roads are already look look like with the storm and yes some of it is receding but not as quickly as you would think because there was so much that kept coming down day after day after day it's one thing to get a horrific storm and then have a flood and then it recedes but to to uh to have it happen over and over and over again you just can't you just can't count on it you just got to put your your car on on higher ground yeah, boy, that's good advice, right? If you're not living in, an, if you're not somewhere where you're higher up, and then of course when you're higher up, the concern is mudslides and rocks and all of that. But um, there was a video that I saw from the fire department. It's interesting in San Luis Obispo because I used to cover that that area, and they had cars that were partially submerged like we've seen in other parts of california by the floods in that city so i i hear you it is hopefully going to end i mean this is schools are closed because the, the forecast just doesn't doesn't look good it's going to bounce back and there's areas that have definitely washed away and had sinkholes it wasn't just in that one area in los angeles there were other places where now sinkholes are are happening and i think they're scary that was one thing about florida we kept hearing about sinkholes in florida where it would happen in, in someone's house and they would get swallowed up there were people i mean a small amount but there were people that died because they got pulled into the sinkhole and they couldn't get them out all right let's move on to joe who's listening to us in new orleans and he says kate i know you're a big music fan and i'm sure you're aware of jeff Beck's passing. I'm a 40-year-old man, and I'm somebody who's, let's say, played the axe for fun my whole life, and he was one of the top dudes. There's no question about it. Uh, Even though he was someone who started out really in the 70s, so many people describe him as the most influential lead guitarist, and I, I would have to agree because I kept going back to a lot of his music. I think it wasn't just one or two generations that he influenced. I think it was much more uh, than that. I think he his music touched a lot of people. 
You know what? I'm so glad you said your age because he died at the age of 78. He had a weird bacterial um, infection. And, of course, lots of iconic people are coming out and saying that he had a big influence on 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 them he he was a member of a group called the yardbirds and then he had a solo career and in the solo career i mean he did even opera at one point he did jazz and blues and hard rock and you know it was about the guitar i saw something from joe perry who was the lead guitarist of Aerosmith and he said Jeff Beck is the best guitar player on the planet when you debate who's the best he said he just has the kind of talent that only appears in a generation or uh, two and so you think of Jimi Hendrix Jimmy Page Eric Clapton I saw Eric Clapton a lot when I was a kid in concert I never saw Beck but he he won eight Grammy Awards, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, and um, so once with the Yardbirds and once as a solo guitarist, uh, too. And, of course, he was named on Rolling Stone Magazine's 100 Greatest Guitarists of, of All Time. So it's, it's been interesting to w- watch in the Twittersphere what, what people are saying about the impact he had on their careers, and then just other people reacting as well. So thanks for that. All right, Max checks in and says, Kate, I'm glad I'm not represented by George Santos. That guy is just poisonous. But what a terrible position for Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party. How come he wasn't vetted better? I mean, you know, they're screaming about this in the district and saying they don't want him near the office and everything else. But and calling for his resignation, but they're the ones that didn't vet him in the first place. I would think that you got to look at that process number one because the amount of stories he made up, including where he went to school, where he worked, is just crazy that they couldn't have tracked that information down. It seems like when you apply for a job, you go under a microscope, so there's got to be organizations you can hire that could do a better job. Yeah, you know what? That's so true. And, of course, they are doing the mea culpa thing, saying, oh, you know, we it's on us, our vetting process. We should have done a better job, but should have done a better job, should have, would have, could. It doesn't matter because, talk about insufficient. I mean, everything that he wrote was pretty much a lie on the resume. So it, none of it was true. Very, very little of it was true. Except for his age, I guess, and where he was living. But other than that, no. So talk about insufficient. And um, people vouched for him, I guess. And and then I heard the story of, well, nobody else, you know, it was pretty thin who was going to run. So when you have the option of, we don't want to have too much tight vetting, because what if we don't have enough people that want to run? Find them. I mean, you don't you don't want Pinocchio running the district. Would you trust him to represent you in D.C.? You know, the answer to that is no. It's laughable. It's ridiculous. Every day. I'm not kidding you. Every day for the last two weeks, there's been something else that can be verified that comes out. So it's not gotcha, gotcha that comes out. That's true about him. And Kevin McCarthy was right when he keeps getting pressed about it. Hey, you voted for him. It's up to the voters because 
they don't want to have to have a shakeup if, if they don't have to have it. I mean, he's being investigated because of the money side of a couple of things. But that would be costly to the Republicans because that's a, an opportunity for them, for the Democrats, to take back the seat if they had to have a special election. And it may come down to that. But it, right now, no, that has not happened. I mean, it's a numbers game for their leadership right now. And they're cognizant of that. I mean, it would tee up a special election. And that's a Biden one district. So the Democrats would have a shot of winning it. And then that would make the House's razor thin majority even slimmer because Santos flipped the seat in November. So this is a crazy, insane story. All right, uh, one more. I think I can get one more in. This one's from Mary. Kate, I saw a story, and I heard you talked about fentanyl and the different colors of it and how it looks almost like candy that you would pop in your mouth, those sort of Pop-Tart things. And um, it's so, so sad. I mean, the amount of kids that are getting their hands on this fentanyl, and I just saw that um, they've had a 150% jump in getting these fake prescription pills that are laced with fentanyl. The DEA is, I guess, all over this. I mean, what in the world? It seems like every couple of years there's some new pill that's being abused, and this is the latest, and it scares me to death for especially younger people. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say it. I, I, there's, of course, been lots of news about about it. And uh, the DA is saying that its staff seized more than 50 million fake prescription pills. And they had fentanyl. They were tainted with fentanyl. And, and so you match that up in Ohio, Michigan, northern Kentucky. It was like a quarter million counterfeit pills that had it in it. And the fake pills are manufactured, check this out, in Mexico. And this is this is the deadly threat to people who use drugs because they look innocuous. Like they look like uh, oxycodone. They could be Xanax or Adderall. Kids take Adderall uh, for attention. And it's not. They don't. That That's not what it it is. So the the person who doesn't know who normally would take it and not even think about it. They take the fentanyl ingested in just even one pill and it could be fatal. It could be fatal. So that is, uh, I think incredibly scary, especially with opioid epidemic, the opioid epidemic that we have in this country. And, um, you know, it's sad. I mean, with the substance, uh, disorders that people have and then the possibility, but I think especially kids, counterfeit prescription pills and and that's popped up in a couple of classrooms can be incredibly incredibly dangerous obviously all right thanks uh, for all of your emails you can send me your thoughts anytime 24 7 kate at kate delaney radio.com coming up we can count the best cities in america to live in and we will Thank you. 
Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream for the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G them.com. Before we get into the friendliest cities in the USA, the top five anyway, the people who, well, maybe we can't count, the people who are furious about the delays, the canceled flights, and what it was really like to travel 
terrible is what it was like. It was absolutely a nightmare. Just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. It gets worse. And because of computers, because of a computer going down, a backup system going down, causing this outage. And then the same thing, by the way, happened in Canada. So hmm, you start to wonder, is there a little bit more to this? Is it cyber hacking? What happened? How did this happen? And is anybody who's a frequent flyer and you have to fly for business or you just you don't have a choice, right? Because we live in this sort of virtual, still virtual hybrid world. Boy, for the people who want to not travel as much, it probably makes a good argument for, well, do you really want me to be stuck somewhere when I have no idea if I'm going to make the meeting or not? Because a lot of people would go out early in the morning thinking, and I said it, I'm one of them, that I would be safe if I did that. But when you talk about the fact that you had 9,500 flights, it's really 10,000 because I just looked it up again. So there's more flights that have now been delayed. 10,000 and over 1,400 flights canceled. That is insanity. So a corruption in the system and then in the backup as well. Mm. All right, friendliest. So that's a, that's a big number, 10,000. And then then the rest. How high can it go? The worst day in aviation, one of the worst days was 9-11. And I know what that was like to fly a lot back then. And we were all so heartbroken. But boy, to have this happen on the heels of what happened during the holidays, that's terrible. All right. uh, Cities in the U.S., top five most welcoming places to live. Now, who determines that? Some experts determine that. So whether you're moving to a new city for a fresh start, whatever it is, new restaurants, landmarks, memories, interactions, that kind of thing, neighborhoods, you know, hospitality, warmth from the locals, research from MIT found that moving to busy urban areas actually helps older adults live longer. Hmm. Specifically, the study finds adults over 65 who move from a metro area in the 10th percentile to an area in the 90th percentile adds 1.1 years to their lives. Because moving to a bustling city, according to this research, um, can enhance your mental health by providing new social opportunities and easier access to health care. The easier access to health care, I totally get that. And, of course, if you move to a community, if you're moving to a retirement community where they have social activity, you're going to meet people. That makes sense. So, to me, that could be anywhere. You could be in a suburban area, a rural area, if they had the those kinds of uh, possibilities for you. Except for the health care could be more difficult. So, the health care, which would be a big concern... I can understand that, right? I think the moving thing gets harder if you start to have problems and you get older because your doctors know know you and they know it's a system. And it's so it's so nightmarish to navigate the system that if you kept moving, you that's what you have to do. You have to find new people and specialty people and all of that. So, the top 5 that they determined based on some of the things I said, the friendliest, right? Warmest, making you feel like they're really happier there. Honolulu was number one. 
and I laugh because it's beautiful. It's incredible. I had that opportunity a couple of years ago, and I took the show there to um, to broadcast from Honolulu and speak there. And of course, people were very, very nice to me. But it is about being local, being from there. I think definitely. You know, that's that they call you Howie. If you're the you you're the people that come in, you're not from there. It's not necessarily adoptable. If you're a tourist, of course, it's it's much easier. And um, and and again, I had a good experience, and I've had great experiences in in Hawaii. But living there would be a whole different thing. I don't know if I agree with that. Newport, Rhode Island was number two on the list. Another place that can be pretty expensive. I've been there, and and again, I've, I've people have been friendly to me and um, warm. But I'm a tourist, or I'm there for a short amount of time. This city, I think, gets a bad rap sometimes, and I think it is a very friendly, warm place. If you are a friendly, warm person, that's also, I believe, part of it. And the city is New Orleans. When you go there, I think it, 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 I've had nothing but good experiences, and I've had an extended stay in New Orleans. So it wasn't just I pop in for some beignets and I'm, you know, hanging out and that's it, and and going to the French Quarter and doing touristy things. I've spent some some time there. So I'm going to agree that that could be top five. And like I said, other people might not agree with me because some of the crime, they might not, they might think the crime is too high. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee is fourth on the list. I think it's, it's a good place. I've been to Chattanooga, not living there. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Lots of people talk about Asheville and it's a kind of a wild place, you know, where two roads meet politically speaking there's a conservative bent, and there's a definitely liberal bent in, in Asheville. There's a little bit of everything. It's kind of, and I guess you could say that about a lot of areas, but it is really throwing everything, um, you know, in the pot. It's just that kind of place. Artsy and and the mountains are there, obviously. You think of the mountains and hiking and there's a lot to do in Asheville so i understand but i think you could make arguments for other cities that could be in the top 5 and i and i also think it depends on your personality what you would believe the top 5 would be just ask joe burrow you know who joe burrow is he is the cincinnati bengal's quarterback and it's interesting there's a group of NFL players. So Joe's one of them. Boston Celts forward Blake Griffin. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Kevin Gossman. They're spending $5 million. I just read this story in USA Today the other day. They're spending $5 million or more buying U.S. farms. And in Iowa, you know, that's their first purchase coming in, in Iowa. It's a coalition of players that bought 104, acre, 104 acres north of Iowa farm and they want to acquire more of them right so they're saying they're looking for agricultural assets that could include like watermelon farms in Oregon the the farm I just talked about that they got in Iowa and that kind of uh, thing and it has me so curious because there wasn't 
there wasn't much to the story as to why are they doing that, except for that it's hot, that there are, because you think of the high prices for like corn and soybeans and what the average value of the farmland would be from last year. You know, if you look at how much it is and how that keeps going up, I mean, Iowa is the largest producer of corn in our nation and second largest grower of soybeans. So Burrow, I get him. He was born in Ames, Iowa. He lived there just as a young, young child. His father was a coach at Iowa State. But, um, you know, is it the investment in the land, in the farm, in the what? And it's it's probably that is what I'm assuming. It's most likely is that's probably why they're doing it. But it is interesting to see it. How much do we like award shows? You know, they just had the Golden Globes and six million people watched, which six million is not a lot of people to watch a show like that. Although if you compare it to some of the ratings of the late night comedians who are doing the talk shows, it's much they their ratings are much less than that. Of course, it's that time thing, prime time versus a little bit later. But I, I think uh, when it's a one and done thing, if they get six million, they're going to take the six million and say, okay, you can talk about that. It's it's not uh, as much as we'd like, but it's still a higher number than some of the other shows that air. On that note, we definitely can count, and we've counted up all the time for this hour. Thanks for listening, everybody, and make it count in 2023. My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Arco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Arco Tea Club that now ships our super tea to over 100 countries. You, too, can order or get info about the original pure Pau Arco super tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original pure Pau Arco and drink super tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original pure Pau Arco super tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113.